It's time to turn your dream into bold action. As a Christ-centered coach and mentor to women changing the world, I firmly believe that we all have a gift given to us by God, and we are meant to share that gift with the world. Your gift was given to you to help make others' lives better. Let's turn your passion into an authentic and profitable business that reflects who you are at your core. Welcome to the Dream Launcher Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Ferrara. In Galatians 5.25, Paul writes, Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. I have come to learn that just like anything in life, we get better with practice. And that includes the practice of hearing from God and from following what we hear, listening to the Holy Spirit. Today, I'm continuing the series on hearing from God. In episode four, I shared about how we can hear God's voice through his word and how that comes across to us audibly and also from within our spirit and from within his word itself in the Bible. And then in episode five, we covered dreams, pictures, and visions. Today, I'm excited to delve into the way God uses our emotions and our physical sensations to speak to us. Now, I'll admit, I am not usually a feeler. So much of what I'm going to share will really be gleaned from experience from my friends who, have, who are feelers and also from teachers that I've grown to trust. I am, however, someone who hears through sensations in my body. And we'll get into that in kind of the second part of today's podcast. Before we get into the details, though, let me start with 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 11. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so that we can help each other. Man, that's the whole theme of the Dream Launcher podcast and the Dream Launcher membership is that we were given a gift by God to, to help serve others. On to verse 8. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another and to someone else, the one Spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what, has being said, what is being said. It is the one and the only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. I want to go back to verse 8. It says, To one person the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. Overall, that is what we're talking about in this series, and especially when we get into the way we hear through what we feel. This message of special knowledge can come to us in different forms. For this, we'll use the example of someone who has recently lost a loved one that they were extremely close to. To one person in the room, the Lord may give them a word of knowledge. 
Maybe they have here a specific word or ailment or phrase in their head. For example, they may hear broken heart. To another in the room, the seer, they might see a picture in their mind of a broken heart or someone crying. To the emotional feeler, the Holy, Holy Spirit gives them a sudden sense of grief. The feeler is overcome with sadness and wants to fall to the floor in a puddle of tears. They feel helpless, left behind and alone. They feel like they have a hole in their heart. And to the physical feeler, the Holy Spirit gives them a sudden heaviness in their heart, almost like someone has set a great weight on their chest. It almost feels like their ribs are going to break open under the pressure. All four of these people receive a word from God that someone in the room was suffering from a broken heart, is weighed down with grief and sadness, and feels like their heart just can't take any more pressure. Each one received the message in a different way, but all the same message. From what I've experienced with my friends who are emotional feelers, it can be hard to distinguish these Holy Spirit word of knowledge emotions from those of their own. The first time I was exposed to this emotional hearing was through a close friend. She was someone I spoke to frequently at the time. We talked multiple times a week. I feel like I was pretty up on what was going on in her life and pretty in tune to how she was doing. And one day I called her and she sounded exhausted. I asked what was wrong and she explained that she had just finished praying for a friend. She shared that she was hit out of nowhere with immense feelings of anger. She was distraught, mad, and was really beating herself up with the way that she was talking to herself about herself. She actually found herself yelling those harsh words at herself in the mirror of her hall bathroom. And it was then that she said suddenly it hit her. These emotions and words make no sense. She didn't feel any of this and had no reason to. And the name of one of her friends came to mind. She called that friend and asked how she was doing. The friend described the exact emotions and harsh feelings about herself. She was really hurting. My friend was able to pray with her and all of the negativity lifted from both of them. Some characteristics of the feelers in your circle. They are the heart of the group. They are always thinking about how others feel. They can sometimes feel like their emotions drive them minute by minute. They can feel God's emotions in a very unique and intense way. They sense the emotion of a room of people, whether that's excitement, sadness, joy, fear, they feel it. To the non-feeler, they may appear unstable or overly emotional as they mature in their ability to test their emotions with the Holy Spirit to see if it's their own or a call to intercede on behalf of somebody else. Some of my friends have told me that that's exactly how they felt about themselves until they realized it wasn't always their emotions. That is a pitfall that I have noticed is when, when they partner with an emotion that isn't theirs and they take it on as their own. My daughter is a feeler. She's a teenager now, but I began to realize it when she was in elementary school. Her feeler creates a strong discernment of good and bad. She can feel it when we drive through an area with a strong spirit of oppression over it, or it could be a specific house on a street that she feels that negative energy from, 
and she wants me to hurry on by. One time several years ago, we were driving around some back roads just exploring, and I I was going to be meeting with some people later that day at an old high school, and this high school was close to the area that we were exploring. The high school was a potential location for a recovery facility for men recovering from drug addiction. My daughter and I were close to the old high school, so I decided to drive over there just so I could know where I was going when I had my meeting later that day. As soon as we turned onto the road that the school was on, my daughter felt fearful. The closer we got to the school, the more she began to panic, begging me to turn around and take her home. The only place for me to turn around was in the parking lot of the school. By the time I turned around, she was crying and repeating, we got to go, get me out of here, take me home. It hit me that she was feeling something in the air. She was feeling the neighborhood. As we drove away, I asked her to describe the emotions she was feeling, to put words to it outside of the panic. And then we prayed against those emotions commanding spirits of fear, oppression, poverty, addiction, and depression to go in the mighty name of Jesus. Bailey's panic left, and while she still wanted to go home, the negativity was gone. Since I'm not a feeler, I didn't experience any of what she felt. But by her words and guidance from the Holy Spirit, I was given words to pray. They were effective. Later that day, when I met with my friends who were opening the recovery center, I shared the experience with them because it's important if you're going to have spiritually vulnerable people enter into an area that already has that much fear and oppression over it, that you protect them. Luckily, One of my friends, Ashley, is a feeler, and she said, I felt the same thing as soon as we turned onto the street. And the more we walked around here, I felt it even more. So it was clear that was not the location for them. Like all of the ways that we hear from God, this one takes practice and testing and a lot of Holy Spirit guidance. I think all of them do. I mentioned earlier that while I'm not an emotional feeler, I do get physical feelings or sensations in my body that are definitely ways that I hear from God. Sometimes it's as simple as a comforting pressing on my chest that I have, and I've learned that that is a yes from God. It's usually in response to a yes or no question that I've asked, where I'm trying to figure out, do I move forward with something in particular? So maybe I feel like I need to work on something in my business. And this isn't just a daily activity, but this is like making a big decision in my business or with my family or with a friend. And when I ask, do I do this? Yes or no? I will feel just a gentle pressing on my chest. And that is a yes. I've just learned that. And it's come from testing it. Because the first time I felt it, I didn't know what it was. So I asked the question again, and I got the same feeling. Then I asked the question in a different way, and I got words as an answer. And that confirmed that that pressing that I felt was a yes. Other times when I know the Holy Spirit is moving in a session with a client, I'll get a feeling of dizziness or weightlessness that comes up for just a moment. 
And I know that that's like, it's almost like the Holy Spirit has just rushed in. There is movement happening. There is something happening in the spirit right in that moment with that client. And I feel it. And sometimes they do as well. When there's a negative spiritual influence in the room, I sometimes get a headache on the front of my forehead that feels like a brick sitting on my face. It's very different from any kind of other headache that I might have, or even my migraines. It feels different. I've learned to distinguish this one from the others. I can pray against it. I can stand in the gap praying against this negativity, against this spirit, negative spirit, this unclean spirit, and that brick will lift from my head. So for me, that is definitely a call. And I will say this particular one usually happens, that particular feeling of the brick on the front of my head, I don't know how else to describe it. It usually happens at church. It happens during service. And I used to just leave service with this huge migraine, like almost every Sunday until I picked up on it that I didn't have a headache going in, but I had a headache coming out. And the, just the way that it hurt, I finally in, asked, like, I finally was working with the Holy Spirit and asking, I was like, what is this? Put a name to it. What's happening? And first, I'll say it was rooted, the first part of it, I'm going to say there's two pieces to this because the first part was it was rooted in some unforgiveness that I had personally against my family's church my, the one that, that my mom was associated with growing up. I had some deep-rooted generational unforgiveness there. Once I dealt with that, um, then when I feel that, it always goes away when I pray. Before I dealt with my own, my own thing, I'm going to put it that way, it's my own thing, right? My own reason for that enemy to attack me against the church before I dealt with that and realized that I had to pray against that and release that forgiveness to that church and the people that were in that church and what they did to my, my mom's family um, or what they didn't do in this case, unfortunately. But before I could release that, before I released that, I could pray and I would have temporary relief because I was praying for whoever was being oppressed by that. But there was still something that like, because I had that unforgiveness, that spirit actually had a reason it could hold on for, to me, that it could be associated with me, that it could intimidate me. And so that's a learning point as well when you are experiencing, whether it's the emotions or the, the physical feelings, is as you pray through it, if it's not leaving, then ask the Holy Spirit to search your heart. Is there some reason that it feels like it has right to be there and attack you? That is something that I, that I learned personally. So now when I am at church or anywhere else that I start to feel that on my forehead, I know that that is a spiritual oppression. That is intimidation from an, from an unclean spirit and I can pray against it and it leaves and my headache goes away. Other words of knowledge through physical feelings can be sudden pains in a part of your body. You may have heard this as words of knowledge, like all of a sudden your elbow hurts and you can ask in the room, does anybody here have an issue with their elbow? Are you having a, you know, are you having some pain in your elbow? Can we pray for you for healing? 
you know, once that person says, yes, yeah, actually I do. I have some tendonitis in my elbow or whatever it might be, right? So you can ask around and see if somebody else has a similar pain. And that might actually be that nudge from the Holy Spirit that he wants you to pray for somebody for healing. I know sometimes we might have pain and sometimes we might have emotions and, and those are true and that, that those are ours. But sometimes those feelings are indicators for us to pray for others and they are for us to pray in agreement with God for a situation that's grieving him. I will leave you with this today from Romans 15, 13 in the New King James Version. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. This week during intercessory prayer, I asked the Holy Spirit how we can pray in agreement with him for our church. And it wasn't just for the church that I attend, but we'll call it the Big C Church. You know what that means. The church as a whole. And this is what I heard from the Holy Spirit. My plan is and has always been to see my children come home to me. While you pray for your brothers and sisters in Christ to want and to have all that I offer them freely, also pray for those who do not know me to hear, my, hear me calling their name. Pray for prodigals to return home. Pray for the sons and daughters of my house to see that I am eager to lavish my love on them. They only need to ask. Pray for the rejected, hurt, unloved, and undervalued to experience my acceptance and choose to believe that my love never runs out. Pray for eyes to be opened to the gifts that I have for all who call on my name. Send my word out into the nations, including this nation. And then I heard Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And he ended with this. The lost won't hear if you aren't talking to them about me. So my encouragement to you today is to use this gift. Use your gifts of hearing and seeing and feeling and even knowing, which is what we'll talk about on the next episode. Use those gifts as open doors to talk to others about the Holy Spirit, about Jesus, and about God and about what he's done for you in your life, and offer to pray for them. God is so good to create those divine appointments, and he shows us that it's a divine appointment by speaking to us. On the next episode, as I mentioned, I'll finish out this series of hearing from God, speaking to the ones who just seem to know that they know that they know that they have heard from God, but they just can't put a finger on exactly how they know. And if you're enjoying and learning from this series, I would love to know. Leave a review and follow the Dream Launcher podcast so you never miss an episode. Until then, keep dreaming and visioning with God.